Toy Power Podcast is a free podcast made possible by the support of our awesome Patreon sponsors. Head to toypowerpodcast.com and see how you can help. Welcome to Toy Power, the podcast where we talk toys and everything pop culture. G'day, it's Trent here, and it is wonderful to have your company today for episode... Two, one, nine. This week on Toy Power, we hit up all the latest news, and then we dive in to the comic and toy fair. All right, joining me today in the Toy Power studio, we've got Ben. G'day, g'day. Frank. Hello. Darren. Hello, one and all. And Scott. Guys, how are you? Thank you for having me back. Very good. Very good. Yeah, we're we're still reveling in post toy and comic book fair goodness. Yeah, it is. Mm. It's the glow. It lasts a while. <laughs> speaking <laughs> of speaking of glows, can I uh can I just say I rocked up this evening expecting this to be the uh First ever recording of uh, Toy Power's OnlyFans. <laughs> and I've been at the parlor all day today getting waxed, pruned, primped. You know, I thought it tans. was strange when you rocked up with no pants, but I just, I let it slide. Well, I'm, I'm disappointed. Just, whatever. You're looking, you're looking I'm not putting great, my fat pants back on. You're looking I may just slide my chair. Oh, Darren, come back. You're sitting on my lap. Where are you going to go? But, um... Is that an action figure in your pocket? Social, or, uh, <laughs> since you're our social media guru, I guess you set up our OnlyFans page. True that. I've got no one to blame but myself. <laughs> All right. Yeah, well, groupie. Well, as long as you're going first with the... the Maybe you can be the April spread, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> you can... Uh, you can wow. is, is a six-inch figure going to be enough oh, to no, cover the that. crown jewels? <laughs> I'm not editing this one, I'll tell you that much. Someone else's problem. Or do we need to get into some hot toys territory? <laughs> Still as, long as, as long as it's not reaction territory. Zangief will do the trick nicely. Alright, we'll get into it now. Um with with a little bit of this. Three, two, one. Cue music. So what have you got for me? And in our first news story, Toy Power is an all-ages podcast. <laughs> Was, formerly known as. Oof. All right, it's getting a bit, bit steamy in here. Let's, um, how can we come out of the shadows with a bit of Super 7 <laughs> Wave 5 news? And this was all teased in shadow mm-hmm. for the most part. Uh, we had what looked like Krang there hiding in the sewer and, and maybe a, a sword, a, a katana. Yes, from some very colourful, uh, almost robotic-looking armour. We yep. got a, a mysterious shotgun. And um, and then I think they went, oh, we got no idea how to tease Ray Phillip yep. without giving it away. So here he is. They, they should have uh, teased his side buddy. Oh, that's a good yeah. one. Yeah, yes. F- Fish sticks. Fish right. sticks, yeah. Mm. I've got, I've, I never realised that about fish sticks, that he looks like... Does he look like a suicide bomber? Really? Oh, yeah, yeah. He's got the thing on the back and the little clock and He's stuff. holding a plunger. Like, this yep. is Looney Tunes style. Oh, yeah, yeah You yeah. know, like Roadrunner, Acme, yeah, yeah. TNT, yep. and Absolutely. you've got the plunger. He's, he's, he's rigged with bombs, and he's, he's... Look at his face. He's about to 
drop the plunger. That's <laughs> quite he, morbid. He looks, I, and he looks like he's blind too. So good luck. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's a, one way to wipe out a bunch of foot soldiers. Yeah, yeah, yeah and fish sticks. Take that robots. Look, this is a pretty pretty cool wave, Ben. I want to get your thoughts oh. on childhood memories in a minute. But we'll go through the list. We've obviously got Leo the Sewer Samurai. We've got a version of Ray Fillet, which is the um, blue, turquoise blue V with the yellow kind of swimsuit, orange belt, blue pants. Because he did, in the vintage line, yep. get, I think, about four. Yep, at four least four. color yeah. variants. We're getting Krang and Leatherhead. Now, I just want to run through a few of the things I noted Leo looks like he comes with about a thousand accessories. So good. Like that's probably if we're going to be counting, probably the most accessories we're seeing. Yep. But all of them are so cool. They are. Yeah. Well, because the original figure had quite a high number, even compared to your sort of wave one stuff. But what I, as we were sort of discussing offline, what I love about not just Leo but even the other ones is the accessories they've included that weren't part of the original toy. And you look at them and you go. Anyone who, who's really in-depth like us and knows it, you go, I know that's not part of the original toy, but it damn well could have been. Like, it looks yeah. so good. It doesn't look out of place. It's not it's a seamless. weird addition. It's seamless. Exactly right. And I think that's credit to the designers. They've obviously scoured over the original toy and gone, hey, this is the Ultimates version. What else can we add in? There's only so many alternate hands one person can have. What else can we add in that, that thematically fits with these figures? Yeah, 100%. Krang, you get two Krangs, which I think is really cool. The regular Krang and an open mouth kind of almost laughing maniacally yep. version of Krang. And one thing that always bugged me with the original vintage Krang was that he just had yellow eyes and they'd never painted the eyeball. Mm. And he looked nothing like the cartoon because yes. of that. Finally, they've they've given him the yellow eyes, but they painted the eyeball, which the I think is... Have it. That's yeah. a very, very cool... And articulation in those robot arms. I think yeah. it's got like a bit of a, a wrist a, swivel. Yep. Kind of like wrist, a back, I think it does have some sort of a, a mid-elbow Mid-elbow, yep, yeah, which yeah. is cool. Because that, that always annoyed me with the original. Straight up and too, down. Straight yep. up and down. Now, Leatherhead, this was an interesting one. We were trying to work out what size he would be. Because mm. in the cartoon, I think he's really big. And even on the, the packaging... But the toy was always quite small and in yep. that kind of lying down pose. So he's he's sort of short. I feel like they haven't made him as big as a, a Bebop, but he stands probably almost as high as a figure. He's he's sort of coming in when they lined him up as just, just that little bit fraction shorter than yeah. than a normal figure. And I think it's that, almost like they compromised because yes. they wanted to sort of pay homage to both... Yeah, find a happy medium. Yeah. I, I yep. think it'd be very interesting to see how much articulation you can get yes. out of his tail to depend on how tall he can stand. Yep. So yep. I think you'd be able to replicate that vintage look where he's very close to his belly's very close to the ground. Yes, but I think it, you're right. Depending on how much uh, ball joint you have in that tail will depend on how mm. tall he can stand. And by these promo picks, he's standing possibly at his tallest. So. I'm not seeing any knee articulation on him. I'm sure he will. I'm sure yeah, he will. Yeah. I'm not sure. That's. I mean, you know, there was Quotey Fingers knee articulation on the likes of Mutagen Man and stuff, but it's it's pretty... You're not going to go from a crouching pose no. into but, standing but, up, But you example. think of Baxter, though, how Baxter... He has, changes yeah, a lot. That, yeah. that changes yeah. the figure yeah. completely. So. The, the other thing, I, I want to point this out, I think it's Nate Barch who's behind these designs... We know that like a lot of the original Wave 1 figures had those stands and you'd get the weapons and you'd clip them out of those little you know things that were in one mould, obviously. A lot of the sort of Wave 2, Wave 3 didn't have those same mm. stands, but they are making the stands for the kind of the non-painted versions. 
and leatherhead stand is is actually a fishing rod. Yes. When you clip it out, you've got you're left with the fishing rod, and they've got a painted version of the yes. fishing rod. Frank, you pointed out like the lobster, the little turtle, and and whatever that kind of spiky like thing is, the thing. feather. Yeah. They're all separate pieces now that you yep. can clip onto the belt. Whereas for the original, it's it was molded. all sculpted yep. in. And his belt looks amazing. It's got yes. a little pouch. It's got the golden kind of southern, you know, cowboy kind it, of look. He's painting all those details yeah. we saw as a kid that yep. were just unpainted and now they're there in, to be realised. Does that mean when they get to Rat King, you're going to get a dead cat? I reckon you will. Yeah, yeah. I reckon you will. Yep, yep. absolutely. You're going to get a run over cat. Yeah, flat Road cat, kill. absolutely. Yeah, 100%. Time. Yeah. Cool. Well, like even um, Bebop's tortoiseshell shoulder pads, yeah. Have like the dead skeleton yep. little head and little front. Yeah, they're flippers. not going to shy away from it. They're not shying away, <laughs> so that's cool. The one yeah, thing that adult collector line, you can go hard. You can, yeah, 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 you can go hard with those details. The one thing, and I think Ben, you pointed this out as well. The red on the leather head accessories. Yeah, that's mm. probably my only gripe is that uh, they're more maroon. look like a darker maroon or to a brown than a red. I just think instead of the gold. Uh, shotgun, you know, the highlights. I understand the barrel was silver, which is great, but I think instead of the gold accents, it should be a more of a red, Correct. a deeper yes. red colour. That's my only probably gripe. Uh, I think everything else is fantastic. Uh, but I, I've, I have trouble with this series uh, because Krang and Leatherhead I had as a kid in my personal collections, uh, and they just these two just speak to me because they're just yeah. done so damn I well. I both of them as well, yeah. And, yeah. and the whole wave loops out at me because yeah. of the nostalgia factor. And I love the fact with Krang, you can have him in his walker. Yep, fantastic. But you've also got that three-footed tripod. tripod. So you can have have both Krangs on display. And one of the arms is traditionally like the toy and the other one's opened up arms uh, Mm. ready to, uh, you know, scamper or however he gets around. (laughs) Yeah, he does. The the weirder thing, I never really noticed this on the vintage toy, but I suspect it's accurate. Leatherhead, he's got human teeth. What? Look yeah. at his teeth. Yeah. They're not like crocodile. Look at his teeth yeah, on them. They're the... not sharp. They're not sharp. They're like they're they're like your front teeth. <laughs> How it's so weird not, when well, you see a, it. He's a human mutator. I know, right? yeah. but so, like, but it, you're right. You'd expect it him to strange. have. No, no. I think it's cool. Yeah. I, I love it, but it's just so weird seeing because now we're seeing like these things fully sculpted. Yep. And fully realised, and they've de- they've definitely sculpted his two front teeth are not like crocodile teeth. They're like human or teeth. alligator yeah, teeth. Yeah. They're human <laughs> teeth. I just think it's brilliant. I love I love that. Yeah. All right. Mo- should we move on to? Oh, look, let's just do price on these because there is mm. a point on price. They have increased. Yep. As Brian Flynn advised in the Pixel Dan, are they up to fifty five dollars US? Are yep. now fifty five. Fifty five. Yep. He did advise that a few months ago when when the Transformers yes. ones mm-hmm. were announced. Um, and he said it was a manufacturing cost thing um, and that all toy companies were going to have rises that would flow through at different times depending on where each toy company yeah. was up to in in manufacturing. Well, Hasbro, Hasbro did the same thing. Yeah. They just announced their, the average Marvel Legends price in US dollars is going from whatever it is, $19.99 to $22.99. Okay. So that's going to be probably approaching that $50 mark by the time that trickles down to, to here in Australia. Yeah, and that's... And you know, people are up in arms, and you go, "Guys, this has been coming for a while." They actually, they actually mentioned this six months ago. It's just that now that it's actually, I think the latest people were probably whatever hoping wave, wages would go up before it came. Well, in, but, yeah, and I get that. That's just, but yeah, it's the same thing. It's the nature of the beast. It's the cost yeah. of manufacturing now, and you can yeah. you can blame coronavirus all you like, but this was always on the cards. Yeah, really. Co- correct. Yeah. yeah, and the other the other factor here is it's a 
it's a Q2 2022 release. Yes. Right? Now, you want to make sure that when the, you hit press play on the machines... Uh, you factored in a, a year. Yeah, <laughs> like, do you know wow. what I mean? Yep. So um, I think Brian was very clever to announce that. Nice and early, keep it yep. keep it all clear. Correct. Uh, look, I think um, it's not going to put me off wanting to buy these. Oh, no, already pre-ordered. Uh, <laughs> pretty much, so that that's cool. Who wants to talk? There's some Necker Ninja Turtles figures that are new as well. Another two-pack? Yeah, so we got Anthrax and Scumbug. These look absolutely fantastic. It's really cool to see these cartoon interpretations look so closely like the vintage toys uh, as, as opposed to some of the other cartoon characters. Anthrax looks fantastic. He doesn't look out of place with his uh, four arms and things. Uh, he's got that kick-ass axe. He's got a baton not a baton a um club club yeah a, a spiked, spiked club, club. Mm. he's got two little daggers and a uh, sort of little half sword thing that looks awesome and scumbug he comes with a i don't know what is that a tracking machine or something like Isn't an that a- yeah, thing like on a his pke meter or yeah. Something. yeah 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 uh, he comes with his standard gun very toy accurate comes with a little bug bottle opener and three other little uh, oh, bugs how good is that bug <laughs> so... bottle opener <laughs> i thought that was just a bug that's what i thought it probably yeah. is but okay, uh, right. that's it looks what like I'm, a bottle uh, opener. I'm interpreting that's the australian version yeah, exactly. who jumped on these no i, I wanted to I but i'm like opinion. looking at my shelf space and things and if these were an earlier release, I might have jumped in on these, but because I'm sort of quickly running out of room, I'm I'm not. But I think these look absolutely fantastic. I love the colour scheme of Anthrax, the purple and black. It just works with the yellow highlights. Uh, mm. Scumbug is, yeah, he's so toy accurate. Yeah. It's yeah. just ridiculous. He's, now, what about yourself, Frank? No, I, I passed on these. One, my cartoon shelf, as far as the villains, is looking very full at the moment. Yep. I'm after some more good guys, if anything. But again, as we've spoken to, I I'm, I'm have You're memories of the toys. toys. And yeah, so yeah. the Super 7 is where it's at for me for this sort of thing. Yeah, I did grab these. I did grab so this two-pack. Only one. Only yep. one set. So uh, you got to open it then? Uh, no, I'm keeping, I'm keeping them. I'm keeping them still. Already... Thought I'd try. But the trick, I guess the trick with these is that they do look like the toy is Ben Correct. said, yeah. "That's enough to make me interested in these figures." I, I do. Does anyone remember these from the animation, or has anyone they, done a Google they, search? They is were, this what they yeah, look yeah, like? They were, yeah, they did look like. It's pretty. This is pretty close to pretty, Hello, okay. the Fred Wolf cartoon. Yeah. So in these guys come from this like magnificent seven of the bad guys. So you had all the, uh, I think it was Leatherhead and Scumbug and Anthrax and Brackling. the um, Chrome Dome and yeah. all those. They yeah. were all in like one super, so like Spider-Man Super Six type style super villain, six, yeah. uh, you know, group where they all ganged up on the turtles. So yeah. there, there's a famous shot that they keep sharing around of all of these villains together. Mm. Uh, so that this this two-pack finishes that uh, okay, group that, of okay. uh, villains off. So it's, it'll be interesting which way Necker take it from here with the uh, Turtles ca- uh, cartoon mm. license. Or Drake, maybe. You know, from the later seasons. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, I hope not. Uh, <laughs> speaking of Turtles that we are very excited about, we're still with Necker, and, but we're now looking at figures from the 1990 movie of course the biggest character that is missing from all the wonderful movie stuff we have so far our beloved april o'neill as portrayed by judith hogue now this has been on the cards for a while those who've been following judith hogue on social media she's been doing a bit of a documentary behind the scenes sort of thing we finally got the pre-order we've finally seen the finished pictures a little bit of controversy around this one yeah there was two versions uh the regular sort of figure and then there that was quite reasonably priced I think yeah, it's 30, 30 bucks 30 bucks that's pretty yeah. good 
Um, then there was a $100 edition that came with essentially the same figure. You got the yellow iconic yellow raincoat, which he does wear in the movie ever so briefly. Uh, and then a uh, life-size uh, Channel 3 press pass that was autographed by, by Judith, Judith Hogue. Hogue. And you go, do you know what? At a con or whatever, you'd pay 50 to $70 plus, depending on the person, for someone's signature. So you tack that on to the 30 you're already paying. It's probably not a bad deal. The bad part is there was only 2,000 of these. Now, from an Australian point of view, this sale went online yep. randomly like at night. 3 a.m. in the morning. Yep. Good luck to anyone who could get it. On top of that, there was uh, allegedly some issues with the NECA website. People literally saying, I pressed add to cart and it wasn't doing anything. Whole bunch of drama. Screen of death. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, you know, no sooner had the, they sold out in apparently 20 minutes... And, and of course, you're already seeing him on eBay for like eight hundred dollars yeah. and, and this sort of thing. I so. had it in my cart, but didn't really didn't get it out. Wow! So that it just happened to be up at the, the right time, yep. but I just couldn't get it out of the store in time. To yeah. So I, I did see Neko respond to people going, "Oh, bloody scalpers, rah rah!" And they just went, "Look, as far as we you said, there's nothing we can do about individuals who go and buy and then flip it on eBay for triple the price. We can't control that." To our knowledge, there was no you know, mass yep. buying from the one account. Yep. There was limits in place, all that sort of thing. And look, if it was bots or scalpers, it would have sold out in 30 seconds. Sure. Yeah. It was up there for 20 minutes, high, you know, high ticket item, autographed by the person. That's just, just what it is, basically. So, yep. But did anyone else... Uh, Darren, you obviously tried for the signature one. Did I did. You, you went with the original one then, yeah, I'm guessing? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I wasn't yep. going to... Um totally miss out yep yeah so no so I did grab you're in I'm in for that one Trent I'm in I, I think I ordered two Aprils yep uh, very reasonable I think I, I might have bundled it with the anthrax and the yep. thing yep. you know one and I think with NECA the way they do it is you wait for the later product and then they ship, ship it once together yep. yeah so I got two Aprils regular editions for the 30 bucks I, I mean, this is a must-have for me to, to fill out my movie collection. The one other controversy was the knee joint. Oh, yes. Which yes. is, if you can imagine, or <clears throat> I'm sure most people listening to this podcast have seen the pictures, but basically you've got the, the upper leg and the thigh, then it turns into like a, a round kind of knee ball joint mm. that's separate, and then it's the lower leg, the you know the shin and, yep. and, and lower thigh there. And the knee... <laughs> Funny enough, a lot of people have been saying, oh, the knee looks terrible. But actually, within that round kind of joint that the knee is sculpted on, the knee's actually sculpted really well. Yep. It's just that it's on this other hideous kind it, of ball it joint. It looks like three separate pieces rather than you think of like a Marvel legend where the kneecap is almost what becomes the joint. Yes. And so it doesn't look unnatural when it's straight, but it allows that, that movement. Yeah, I I think of the knees in the Casey Jones figure correct. and how that yeah, looks like covers up, doesn't covers it? Covers up really nicely. Yep. So, but because I, he's got baggy pants, yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. This is one of the first figures, certainly yeah. in this line, where it's not hidden by like a turtle's, you know, bandana, bandana, yeah. or the the knee pads. This is a just a straight exposed leg yep. sort of yeah. thing. So it's interesting. The internet's got our back though, and I've seen a lot of photoshops. Oh, yeah, I've seen the f- photoshops of the uh, <laughs> turtles in disguise, the pants. Put on her. There you go. <laughs> fixed, you know, and stuff like that. And it looks super baggy, super awkward. They're just like, shut up, I've fixed it, you know. Uh, so, yeah, it's a uh, good old internet. And I'm sure someone will come up with a, you know, fishnet stockings that can hide it or something. Yeah. Uh, the aftermarket will have our backs, I'm sure. Absolutely. Yeah. 
Now, something that definitely came out of left field, continuing with the turtles, is these DreamX Mecha Turtles, right? So think Gundam, think Robotech, uh, think you know your your late Mechs, Japanese run yeah. of the uh, turtles and things. These are like me- Mech Turtles, like it looks almost like there's a turtle inside the suit, and this is all turtle as a, a robot thing. Uh, it's very interesting. We've seen images, sort of just ha- drawn images of Leonardo, Donatello, Raphael, and Michelangelo. Each of them having unique attributes, like Leo's got a big shield and things. Uh, Donatello's got a cool cape, like Megatron wore in the uh, Michael Bay uh, <laughs> yeah. films. Yeah. But yeah. it works for Donnie if they can replicate it as well as they have in these images. Uh, Raphael's got an extra set of arms. It's like Wolverine claws. Yeah, ready to smash as well, like uh, Rumble and Frenzy, you know, when they Mm. hit the ground. Michelangelo's got some kick-ass big uh, double-barreled Gatlin gun type things Mm. uh, sitting off one arm. These look awesome. Uh, I could have left it here and been like, yeah, cool, I'll look from afar. But then old mate Shredder was teased, <laughs> and now I'm in. Yeah. And uh, nice. so from what I can seen of the Shredder uh, image, because they're all just hand-drawn images at the moment, it looks like that sort of late 2003 uh, computer age yeah. uh, Shredder from the um, that series of cartoons. Uh, I think these are fantastic. There's speculation whether these are going to be model kits that you build or not, like uh, Zoids or yeah. um, you know the Gundam and things like that. Not sure. Not much information at the moment. Yeah, we'll, I, I suppose, just wait and see. Yeah, Don't have prices or anything. No, so. they're only officially shown off in person just today, and that's when we saw on the shelf they had one sort of in prototype form, no paint or anything, and that's when we saw that yeah. image of the shredder. So it's quite small and sort of far away, captured from a, a, a camera. I believe from what... And it's the company that makes these is... Um, DreamX. DreamX. And so they're a I'm not sure, they're Hong Kong company. I, I thought think? they were Chinese. Chinese, based. Yeah. yeah. And so the Twitter post is all in their native language, and so it's been really roughly sort of translated. So you lose something in the translation, but from what I can tell, these are going to be around about sort of like one fifth scale or twenty three centimeters when you okay. think about. It. So bigger yep. than your average sort of Marvel Legends, let's say. Oh no, smaller. Sorry. So. Yeah, um, one one fifth scale. We, oh, uh, sorry, that's seven larger. inches, one twelfth. Yeah, so it's almost one sixth scale. So, yeah. so yeah. you're so hot toys scale. Hot, hot toys, oh, yeah. quite expensive then. Yeah, yeah. I think because because mm. DreamX has done, done all four turtles. Yeah. They've done an April. They've done a Shredder. And they're all in. Ben has the Shredder. Piece. Yes, and they're all in that sort of hot toys scale. Yep. Really, really high price on the secondary market. Yeah. These yeah. things really, must really have. Really nice figures. And, and I think if you get the if you get the figures. I reckon I got mine through. I reckon it might have been premium collectibles Ooh, or one of those sites at the time. Yeah, I know, yeah, I know. <laughs> but it actually says on the box, like, not for yeah. the US market. Yeah. Wow. So it's clearly they don't have the license yeah, okay. to get it. And so. But, the, but these are officially licensed. That's what's worth noting. These pictures yeah. that have come out, it's got the official Nickelodeon, you know. I think it was the same with those DreamX figures. Yeah, yeah. Officially licensed, yeah. but just not, not for the US for market. The US Interesting. Market. Yeah. yeah. So they might be a bit tricky to get. Yeah, yeah, um, and they may not. Well, they probably won't come that cheap. But yeah. they are yeah. really, really. And die well die cast was the other thing yeah. I was hearing. Yep, which would bump the price up significantly, but also the cool factor would be bumped <laughs> yeah. up significantly. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. All right, moving on to some Masters of the Universe news now. Shogun Masters Skeletor from Mattel Creations. This is a supersized figure almost two feet tall or 61 centimeters 
for those using the metric system. And it's it's a cross. It's a mashup. He's battle-ready with missile-powered weapons and includes the massive fist and his Havoc staff. $300 to be released between June and September 2021. And this is, you know, I mean, for those of you who love Shogun, Shogun Warriors... And for those of you that love Master of the Universe, this is your probably your dream come true. It's a good match. Is there a big market for those two? Well, this is the thing, and this though? is what like... I want to get. I want to get probably Darren and I mean Scott chime in and Ben your thoughts. Being big, you know, being a big Skeletor fan, Ben, being a big Masters fan, Darren, does this appeal to you? I think this appeals to people that perhaps were children of the seventies. Yep, and perhaps Masters was their last line. I think there'd be a crossover there for some people because Shogun Warriors were a big deal in, in the 70s. Yep. And I know some people, that's how it was. Masters was their last line. They had you know, decent size collection of Shogun Warriors stuff as well. And I had some Shogun Warriors that were hand-me-downs from friends and The and big ones cousins. or just the small ones? The big ones. ones. Oh, the big wow. Ones. I've still got them, actually. Jeez. Um, so I can sort of see that appeal. But I think if you're a child of the 70s, you grew up with Shogun Warriors, and perhaps Masters of the Universe was your last line, whereas, say, something like Turtles or Toxic Crusaders was for me. But, say, Masters was your last line, then I, I see that being like a perfect amalgamation so do you of think, your childhood. Yeah, that, that's the feeling I got, that yeah. you almost needed to be a Shogun Warriors fan that yeah. also had an interest in Masters. Yeah. Like, for me there being... There are a, people in that... Yeah, no, 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 no I'm, yeah. I, I can see that 100%. Yeah. For me, who doesn't collect Shogun Warriors, and Scott, yep. this might be an interesting point, probably a bit older than us... I, I um, well, I'm just, it's just a fact. It's a fact of life. You've been around the sun more times. <laughs> Welcome to the show, by the way. <laughs> but but I wh- didn't think you were that old, by the way, Scott. <laughs> show me the evidence. Support your claims. I, I, about, I know what... you and Trent were about the same age, but <laughs> I don't want to have an age off here in front of everyone. But I, I reckon he's closer to your age, Darren. Do you? Well, um, as long as you don't have a pants off, I know you're talking about <laughs> oh. But Shogun Warriors, do you, do you almost need to be a Shogun Warriors fan to like this? I feel I like so. I'm not I'm not into it because I'm not into Shogun Warriors, even though I love Masters. I think this might appeal to your Gundam audience, your Macross Robotech audience. Mm. It's a nice crossover, like they did the blend with WWE. It's going to appeal to a certain market. So I don't think it's going to be a mass release it's not going to appeal to no. everybody no but it's definitely not it has a niche, market right? here that yeah. you may not have reached into previously mm-hmm. i think this is really cool but 300 dollars is a little bit out of my price range i simply don't have a footprint in my toy room ready to put a uh, shogun warriors sized uh, figure yep. uh, whether it be a vintage one or a kick-ass uh, master universe mashup character uh, i think it's awesome but i for 300 dollars, i'd rather buy a vintage shogun character like yep. one oh, of the uh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, but good luck you know this is this is sort of where I think Brian Flynn this is mm-hmm. his market you I feel know, like I was surprised that's in Mattel thing yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, this so, is, I would have assumed it was a Brian you thing you would think it would be a Super 7 thing because yeah. obviously he's big on Shogun Warriors and, and also had the Masters license not too long ago I think it's a great way, as, as Scott said, of, of reaching out into other markets and, and trying to bring people across, particularly in the lead-up to the, the two new Netflix series debuting, just to create that brand awareness that Masters is back. Speaking of Master Universe, we have some Master Universe Origins news, which is very exciting. So Wave 5 has a street date of July 2021. and you Not get, far off. Not far mm. off at all. You get Faker, Fisto, 
2000X Evil Lynn and Lords of Power Merman. Yeah, Darren, I've got some notes on these as well. The faker is actually uh, He-Man as a cosplay Smurf. <laughs> <laughs> the the fresh release of Evil Lint is actually the non-jaundiced Evil Lint. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> the Lords of Power Merman, well, he's been at the bottom of the ocean maybe licking some of his portion of starfishes. And, <laughs> oh and um, the completely non-comical version is Fisto. Yeah. No, <laughs> just no regular, jokes to be made regular. about that one whatsoever. That, that, that's, where you, <laughs> that's where you ran dry and you're like, yeah, it's Fisto. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, do you want to talk us through Wave 6? Sure, there is also a tease of the uh, Wave 6 figures. And we have a Lords of Power Beastman, Stinkor, Webstore, and a Green Goddess. Coming in as a deluxe figure is Buzzsaw Hordak. And we have a vehicle in this range. I'm super excited to see the Wind Raider. Wind Raider, yes. yes. Yeah, about cool. time. Very, very good, yes. Mm. That was always going to be on the cards, surely. Very exciting time. I feel like these have been released without pictures. Yes. Yeah, I reckon you could wave go five, on to... Con- do you mean? No, I, wave, six wave 6 and yes. parts right. of Wave They've 5. Been on, um, Big Bad Twist or yeah. um, without pictures without pictures for months yes. for months yeah. I don't I feel like I haven't known that Fisto was coming and that 2000X Evil Lynn was coming but I reckon I knew about all the others yeah which is very interesting but they they look cool Fisto looks fantastic uh, just like so vintage and Faker's got like he doesn't have that He-Man kind of first head we got with the Wave 1 He-Man. He's got a bit more of a kind of traditional looking head. He's got what looks to be more like the the second Battle Armor head. Yeah, 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 which I I prefer. Which works really well because that's much closer to the vintage toy. And I I tell you what. I want to see the the sticker that is the robot. Yeah, yeah, so do I. That's got to be like molded on for mine. Oh, okay. I don't think they'll do stickers. I don't think the sticker never made sense to me. Like it Mm. was a... It always came off. You were trying to yep. stick a sticker on a ripped, muscly yeah. torso. Yeah. In 1982, I'm sure it did when they thought these things wouldn't last. Oh, look, 100%. But yeah, I'm 100%. saying now, moulded in. Yeah. Moulded in, yeah, yep. 100%. And also, Faker's got the black bracelets to extra distinguish him. You know, So that's an extra paint app sort of thing mm. that uh, the original never had. Yeah, and I like what they're doing. Fisto's got the same on his. He's yep. got a silver kind of bracelet. Yeah. I, I like that. I, you know, that's what that original line was missing you know that yep. as much pain. as i love and don't don't stone me to death here darren as much <laughs> as i love vintage you know original he-man the fact that his bracelets and and gauntlets are kind of like skin tone yeah. it is is a you know product of of cost reduction but it, it never quite worked for me mm. and and this is a remedy <laughs> I, I picked up a he-man one time second hand uh, vintage you know what 15 years ago or something and I thought I'd found an odd variant. I was like, wow, <laughs> his, his wrist um, cool. things oh, wow. are, are coloured. Yep. That's so cool. Scouring the internet. Look how cool is this? Where is it from? Where is it? No, someone's just put triclops ah, arms on yep, it. Yep. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to leave that. And it's still to this day in my collection nice. with yeah. that because I just think he's so cool. Hey, lots of kids displayed their He-Mans that way back in the day. Yeah, right. Both the original yeah. and the battle armor. Yeah, it fooled yes. me for a little while, <laughs> yeah. and I didn't pay extra for it, but uh, it d- certainly fooled me. Anyway, you're not going to be fooled by this next no, story, I was are you? Actually, oh, I was okay, actually. Right. So we're talking about the PowerCon 2021 teaser. We had four images of character eyes. These characters appeared to be Filmation Hordak. I said glow in the dark for Hordak, so I got that a bit skew if Dark Grizzlaw. That was yep. easy to pick. Yep. Red Eternia, um, the uh, Horde Trooper, which yep. I am a massive fan of. I love that. Now, sort is of that based on general... a custom 
No, no, that was a. It was sort of a bootleg live yes. called Eternia. They That's made, right. I'm thinking of they it. They made yes. the black uh, tr- horde War trooper, trooper yep. red horde trooper, and then they did a slightly lighter or darker grey horde trooper, and it had Eternia and things on it. Uh, it was super limited run and things, and they. I love that idea of a general, you know, being red and yep. and a, yep. a, a, yeah. a higher up yep. uh, chief being black or vice versa or whatever. But the th- the fourth one, I couldn't work out. Well, I it's sort of like out. these. Almost Hordak-like eyes yeah. with green well, you've got, eyebrows. You've got three Horde characters in here. What's the fourth Horde character? And then I, I you know, looked on Facebook and I realised that's Leo Faker yes. from uh, India with the sort of... Uh, the Robin, mask almost. Yeah, the Robin mask over yep. his eyes with the green uh, eyebrows and things. That's so cool. So he'll have the orange... Armor, yes. Skeletor armor, the and orange the havoc, havoc staff, staff yeah. all oh, that good. sort of stuff, and uh, the orange loincloth. Yeah, Skeletor loincloth. So I think this is a really, really cool PowerCon exclusive. So for those in the room and listening who don't know what a Leo Faker is, so think, Indian think, version of Faker. So right. think, think yeah. these small made companies. Uh, so it's a, so a knockoff. Leo, yeah, no, officially Leo licensed. Okay, made by Leo Toys. Leo Toys yeah, made yeah. by Leo Toys in India. They had the license from Mattel vintage. to make right. vintage Master Universe toys back in the eighties, and I think they're still making them in the nineties. And <sighs> basic vintage Master Universe on vintage Master Universe cards. Later on, New Adventures cards, but still vintage Masters figures. They were made officially by Leo Toys, who had the license for the Indian market from Mattel. And it's so then a, they had weird. Yeah, had, Faker looked a bit yeah. different. He had different. So they've armor. taken different parts and colorized them differently. Yeah, yeah. like particularly okay, for Faker because sure. to make their he, own. it was it was kind of like an orange Skeletor armor, right? Yeah, with an instead orange of, havoc of staff, his, and he that, had a loin yeah, harness okay. instead of the I'll Google it for you yeah. in the um, break. I can Google myself. And, right. and also, you know, think of think of Camo Khan. You know, these these overseas companies right. wanted yeah. to put their own stamp on their line that they were creating, so they you know put a bit of army camouflage on, on a regular Cobra Khan figure and all of a sudden nowhere else in the world sure. had a had a camo Khan. Nice. So you know put some buzz off arms on it and there you go. Yeah. You it just figure. you know, yeah. so the these days those figures are some of the rarest, hardest to find right. uh, yeah. figures in the whole uh, world. So I think this is a really exciting Paracon reveal. Obviously Leo Fake is huge, but this also tells you that Grizzlaw and Hot Trooper can't be far away in the Origins line either, which is very exciting. If 100%. You, you know, it's a little these, sneak tease. Exactly. So, very exciting times for, for both PowerCon and Master Universe. I'm gonna ma- I want to call here. So, when Lords of Power were a, a PowerCon exclusive, you know, everyone everyone jumped on it, right? Yep. And and now we're seeing, as we've seen, two out of the five yeah. are getting regular re- releases yep. in the line. That makes sense to me because... Mm. They're, they're, there's a lot of new sculpting that were done on those Lords of Power, so I would have thought Mattel want to use that as well yep. in their line. Yeah, what are your What are your predictions on whether this will be the only way to get these versions? Can you only get a Leo Faker repaint going and getting it from PowerCon? No. Or will no. it be I... re-released down the track? You just I, I, I just want to take yeah. take take your bets now. Put in an answer. I think they will re-release it if they can. I say if they can. The only thing I'm not too sure of is licensing from Leo Toys and where that would, okay. would sit and whether or not they would get permission well, they, for they a just mass. Won't, they just won't call it Leo Toys. All yeah, it is is a colour else. change. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if they're able to the do molds. Filmation Hordak, they can just about do yeah. anything. 
So, so I, let me answer, ask you this then: How many PowerCon exclusives have been re-released years later? Not as, many. Exactly. Not Lords many. of Power was the yeah. first time I knew about, it. and and the reason I found Lords of Power fast because I held I think I was in a in a tea stop at the time, <laughs> and the Lords of Power figures were, were for for me what should be like a ten dollar figure. Mm were phenomenally expensive. I think they're about a hundred dollars Australian to get each one. So I just said, I'm not gonna get them. And now I'm I think great choice You're because laughing. here the here I can get one for like twenty five bucks or thirty bucks. Fantastic. Yep. Made the right call. But that was a huge risk at the time mm. because what I've understood, the deal between PowerCon and Mattel, or even if it was Super Seven at the time, was we're gonna let you do I think it might have been when it was Mattel. They said to to Val We'll let you do things that we have no intention of doing, right? Oh, that yeah. was kind of the modus operandi, that was, yeah, for right? So if you yep. come to us with something and we have it, we don't have it on the agenda, you can do it, right? Mm. Which meant to me, Mattel didn't want to put it out, yep. right? They had no intention. So you know, if you want to do a, well, I don't know it's what some too, of them were, it's like too deep like a, fan, a, a red, a red, a red, red beast, beast man, man, right? Red, red beast man. Go, man. go for it, go for it. We, we have no intention to do it. I feel like that's changed a little bit mm-hmm. with the fact that Mattel are going, we'll, we'll do the Lords of Power. So that's why I guess I asked the question in this new new world because it, it, for me, I don't want to jump in at 100 bucks a pop yep. if I think they're going to do a mainstream release. Likewise, PowerCon probably doesn't want to have these figures if Mattel announce that they're going to be made available afterwards. And that's why I think with these Lords of Power ones, they kept it a bit hush hush mm. and now they're just slowly you know releasing them. the difference mm. as well is that the original lords of power essentially they're eight back figures like yep. major uh familiar characters to sure. everybody these are yep. getting a little bit obscure okay especially mm. the fact that you know well, yourself I, didn't know yeah exactly what who fa- leo, leo faker which for, for, yeah. for you know valid but filmation yeah. hordak's going to be a big call 100%. if the yeah. only yeah. way you can get him is through and, and that's Powerpoint. why i don't think, I don't it will think be. filmation yeah. hordak will be yeah. um, mattel have the license with dreamworks yeah yeah um yeah. so i don't think um they may have the license with leo faker i don't know or they may not need to be a license it's just an interesting thing to ponder but they have have a license with dreamworks to make that so yeah. Yeah. um i don't see that being an issue i think that'll that'll absolutely get a mass retail release yep all right, moving on to some Marvel Legends. And before we get into the figures, has everybody seen the yes. trailer for the new Shang-Chi yes, and the Ten Rings? Cool. Is it just in. a Bruce Lee film? Uh, Shang-Chi... <laughs> <laughs> you're, not, you're not wrong. Um, I come at this with no knowledge, so... Well, that's it. Shang, Shang-Chi is essentially Marvel's answer to Bruce Lee, in, in essence. He's, he's the Kung Fu master, which... Sort of puts Iron Fist in an awkward situation, yeah. but you know, I think Iron, Iron Fist put himself in the awkward position. <laughs> I've got curly hair. I'm cool. Yeah, no. So, uh, look, very, very cool. Uh, I, I follow, and I forget his uh, real name, but I follow Shang Chi, and uh, yeah, he was sort of uh, blown away at the fact he goes, "Wow, there's like action figures of me out on the shelf. This is going to take some time to process." So it's really nice to see. Uh, someone sort of come into the Marvel family that way. Uh, but of course, as part of that, uh, our friends at Hasbro released a wave of Shang-Chi figures. You get Shang-Chi himself. We get Death Dealer, who, just based on looks and name alone, pretty sure he's the villain, guys. Just putting it out there. <laughs> we get Wen Wu and Zhe Ling, if I've pronounced that correctly. Uh, we get Katie. Uh, Tony Stark AI, which is basically, if you think an Iron Man figure, but the head is yes. actually like a hologram, so yep. it's essentially blue translucent plastic. I believe that has more of a comics yes. sort of drawing Correct. from. 
Uh, and then there's Civil Warrior, which actually is part of the Gamerverse line. That comes from the Contest of Champions game for those that play that. So it's not a pure Shang-Chi wave. They all just sort of tagged under the same thing because, as usual, they all come with a builder figure that gets us Mr. Hyde, which is a very deep comics pool for mm. those that know it. Is that is that a sort of spin-off of Mr. Jekyll and... Essentially, yeah. yeah. It's yep. it's Marvel's take on, right. on that character. Right. Yeah. He looks awesome. He looks it, cool, it looks yeah. like he could yeah. take on the Hulk. Almost. Well, I, I think they've reused parts of that Joe Fix-It Hulk. Yep. Yes. Uh, yep. And they've just repainted that new head and, and a cane and stuff. He looks, he looks very cool. Um, I think it's already out in the US. It's one of these things where they must have had it ready to go trailers dropped all right open the Off cases and, and unleash the toys which is which is pretty impressive scotty are you across this uh, disney plus wave do you want to talk to that or no he's shaking his head it's an audio format mate they can't hear you. <laughs> i can hear me <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so also as we saw uh, we got parts of this wave reviewed after the end of the likes of wandavision and captain and the winter soldier um Falcon and the Winter Soldier, sorry. Uh, no sooner had that series ended and we've seen the full wave. And I think I alluded to this a few episodes back when there was pictures floating around. I said, I oh, look, the pictures in box are pretty dead giveaway of what the Builder figure is going to be, which actually, I guess, technically was a spoiler for, for Falcon and Winter Soldier that hadn't finished at that time. Should come as no real surprise that you are getting the wings that the new Captain America, I keep going to call him Falcon, but that's not technically correct anymore. Basically, you're building uh, the wings for Sam Wilson. So if you think the Vulture wave that come out around the Spider-Man Homecoming sort of stuff, it's that style of thing. A very impressive wingspan. You get a bit of the wings with each figure. Figures are, and we've seen some of these before, but we get the new Sam Wilson Captain America, uh, Bucky Barnes, we get Wanda, we get Vision, we get Baron Zemo, who has probably become the most popular villain in the last sort of uh, three months. Uh, we get a first look at Loki from his new TV show, and he's kind of just dressed very casually. Wearing a, he's wearing like a tan sort of yeah, suit, suit and, yeah. and with a real smirk on his face. And of course, we get US Agent, uh, which is the what's John his Walker. name? John Walker. Thank oh, you. Wow. Um, there is a special edition of the John Walker that comes in the the blue Captain America, whereas this one is the US Agent, very much in the red and black. He needs to be in that black costume. Correct. Yeah, Correct. His... Which for those who have seen the show, I, I we're going to see a few. You haven't seen it? No, I haven't seen it. I've been oh. watching Invincible instead. Oh yes. Friday nights. Yes. Very wow. Cool. Haven't seen it. So these are all spoilers for me. That's cool. I, I, I get it. It's fine. But, <laughs> Sorry, um, mate. Not seen an episode. Question for you, though. Yeah. Like, so Sam, you know, yeah. Falcon, right? Yeah. He's now got Captain America coloured wings. Correct. How does he do that? Does he... Because you couldn't just, like... show? Does he paint it? <laughs> Like, yeah, there's, there's a whole yes. episode of him just, just sitting there with a paintbrush you know, like, spending this time complex, fixing the boat and painting his complex wings complex mechanism yeah. so right? yeah. do you know what I mean you can't just it's, add paint to those mechanics can it's, you it's, if you actually watch the show right. at some point the, the, his traditional wings as you know them get damaged Aha. and then and what so it's a rebuild it's, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's rationaled in the show I won't right. sort of spoil it for you but he Let's just say the, there's the, a context to everything. The new wings yeah, yeah. are okay. a present from someone in the know, right. sort of thing. Yes. Gotcha. So, okay. Yeah. I just think this figure looks absolutely amazing. That wingspan is just Huge. absolutely kick-ass. If it's as big as you say as the Vulture, as um, 
Michael Keaton. <laughs> God, how can I forget that name? Uh, if it's at that scale wingspan, this figure is just going to be so imposing on any one shelf. Yeah. I think that's just going to be it's cool. So yeah. cool. And does is it confirmed that little stand comes with? Yeah. Him? So that yeah. stand, this you get the stand. You can actually sort of yeah. lift him up a bit Beautiful. higher. That comes with Loki, um, nice. which I think is interesting yep. because of all these figures, he's the most boring. He doesn't come with any accessories, and that's probably meant to be avoiding spoilers from the show, but. He comes with a stand and the little uh, hang-off piece for for Red Wings. Yep. So without that, you just about can't stand your... Right. Uh, got to uh, buy Loki. you got to buy Loki, basically. They do it well. So, yeah. yeah. Good on them. That's awesome. All right. So NECA have announced the Universal Monsters License. So the Mon- Universal Lo- Monsters License has jumped around uh, companies for absolutely years. And finally, NECA have the license. So back in February, NECA released... Frankenstein's monster. Since then, a number of teasers such as the Mummy and Wolfman. Uh, now they have officially announced the universe's license and plans for upcoming figures. The big news is the announcement of Dracula, as played by Bella Lugosi, I yep, believe, uh, the most iconic Dracula, the first Dracula. Yes. You know, and uh, if anyone's excited, it has to be our mate Emily Lynn. She's Good, yeah, it's great news for Emily so, because yeah, we keen. we get on the Discord and we're always chatting about you know Necker turtles or Super Seven turtles. And poor Emily's like, just just give me some Universal monsters, yeah. and and finally, like it's Necker quality mm-hmm. products. So we're going to be able to have some of that excitement when we see these reveals, and they're classic. Yeah, it's classic. Back to the black and white. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's fantastic news. The other bit of this was very exciting for me as a big Storm Collectible Street Fighter fan. Zangief is getting a redo. Because mm. um, he came out in the yeah. Street Fighter Five look, was that right? Uh, I think it's pretty traditional. I think though, it, yeah, he's pretty look. consistent, yeah. right? Yeah. Like from five to two, yeah. I can't tell the difference. Right. I feel like I mean, this is Street Fighter Two, the final challenges right. where he could do. I think he could do fireballs, and he had that little green fist thing going on. But he was one of the fairly early release figures that I happened to miss. Mm. And I went, I tried to go back and get some of the Storm ones, but Storm have stupid secondary prices. Like, if you know anything about the first Scorpion figure (laughs) from Mortal Kombat, I think he's up to about $1,000 now. Like, it's just stupid. But anyway, Zangief is getting a re release with an all new articulated body, which is fantastic. I did a sort of a comparison, not a side by side. But I sort of Googled the new images next to the old images. And he looks fairly similar. Mm. But there's obviously some internal mechanics that are new and improved. He comes with four different heads, four pairs of hands, that green glove effect, and a fireball effect. He's online now on the Storm Collectibles website for $99 USD. And I think he's he's pretty good value because he is such a bulky-looking figure. This is the interesting thing with action figure collecting and we know the models that stores use get us to try and jump in and pre-order and buy this stuff and get it before it's gone but sometimes if you're patient it can pay off mm. so I'm, I'm glad I didn't jump in I can just get my new release Zangief now for 99 bucks US glad I didn't chase him down so sometimes if you're patient this stuff can pay off yeah. So is it on the way to your house, Trent, this one? I haven't ordered it yet, actually, but I, I do want... Maybe I'll just put your address on it, Frank. Yeah, ship it straight just to here. Ship it straight <laughs> here. Put it with the other ones. Don't, <laughs> you don't have to worry about the T-stop. That's right. <laughs> T-stop exempt. All right, before we wrap up this news, I want to give a bit of a plug to our mate, uh, Guillermo Olivio, who, of course, is the 
brainchild behind Plastic Chats. So Plastic Chats, we have four episodes released so far. Episode one is The Real Ghostbusters, and it's done so beautifully by Bobby's 80s. If anyone has been on Instagram and knows anything about all those 80s toys, he's got them all. You know, he sort of stops, doesn't do much Star Wars and things, but he is the craziest collector you'll ever see of that era just it's mind-blowing it's one of those people that almost every room in his house has a collection of toys in it and it's just phenomenal uh very very good episode and uh, he gets some his hands on some archival uh, real ghostbusters footage that uh sort of was deemed lost and he somehow gets it so fascinating story for that episode uh, episode two is my little pony with uh, jenny surfers i apologize if i've butchered that name uh fascinating episode in the sense of international my little ponies like to we we talk about master universe and things having a quite deep international you know fan base and things it's amazing that my little pony has equal you know to it and the circumstances one has to go through just to get a pony across from you know argentina or wherever in the world and uh not you know deemed it as drug smuggling or something you know not <laughs> having its head decapitated or cut wow. open because to check for drug paraphernalia and things just <sighs> fascinating you know the hoops they have to jump through uh, episode three is the collectible spectacle and this is the guy that does that said documentary so chad huckel and chad is an fascinating person because if you've ever seen on youtube there's a collector out there a female collector this is going back probably 10 years ago on youtube uh collectible spectacle went into this person's house and again every single room in her house is full uh from floor to ceiling gi joe's right everything from boxed collections to carded uh, figures to uh, dioramas and bins chock-a-block full of you know loose figures and things this is vintage um, stuff yeah vintage a hundred percent vintage right through to modern and and we're talking again international so they go and look at the famous sky striker the big uh jet you know f1 jet or whatever they called and uh she's got about 15 of them all boxed they're all, all, all Box. showing yeah all laying mm. on top of each other saying oh this one's from greece this one's italy this one's australia this one's you know and just phenomenal she was going to make a book it never uh, panned out and thus she um flipped her whole collection uh but it is fascinating talking to that director he's got so much archival footage of that uh walking that person's house and it is just it's it's how you know you talk about the t-stop this is toys killing you you know yeah. like you know playing with your mind toys turning on in itself uh not becoming fun anymore because mm. you can't you can't function with a house full of toys <laughs> uh, fascinating the also thing about chad is he is uniquely a, a gi joe vamp collector right so all the the four-wheel drive looking jeep the the vamp that's famously called apparently there's like you know 30 to 50 different versions of the vamp vehicle uh, spanning the regular line, spanning international, and he is a crazy vamp collector. So he goes into that deep dive, wow. you know, about how he collects vamp uh, toys, which is fascinating. And episode four, one of the most bubbly people I've ever uh, sort of seen, a female. Uh, this is collecting from a female's point of view, and this is uh, Teresa Delgado. She's from Texas, I believe. 
she dabbles in everything star wars my little pony uh harry potter she works at a lego retail store uh, she's just got her fingers in everything loves it and she you know puts a spin on what you know what makes her unique as a female and what she you know whilst we collect action figures she collects more of the cutesy stuff and things mm-hmm. like that uh it's fascinating she's just so bubbly she you know really warms your heart now it, plastic chats is visually available now through vimo right so that's the ideal way to watch it but if you're uh, time poor it's also got uh, audio medium on most podcast streaming apps so i decided right i'm gonna watch bobby's 80s the real ghostbusters give it a watch and then i'll you know on my commute to work i'll listen to the others i listened to the uh my little pony one and decided nope I'm not going to listen to them anymore. It has to be visual because mm. you get so much more out of the visual medium. Especially so when you're talking about toys. Yeah, 100%, and, they're, yeah. and they're standing there showcasing toys. You yeah. know, you the, the uh, pony one, she's talking about, you know, variances and how the color shades are different and things. You just can't pick that up on, um, on an you audio, know, on an audio yeah, medium. Yeah. So highly, highly recommend you go through the Vimo route. Uh, follow the link trees in uh, VIA, the Plastic Universe Facebook page. Guillermo set up a Facebook page. You mm. can go and watch a Plastic Crack documentary, the original one. He's got all the links for the audio thing, but highly recommend, again, you watch it through the Vimo. Costs about a, like a dollar twenty to watch each episode, or you can download all of them for $2.50 and you get it for 48 hours. And that's Australian, so Ugh, it might be cheaper nothing. for uh, United States. <clears throat> Beautiful focus subtle focus on international collecting and things whether the guest is international or talking about international variants and things all these collectors specifically have international uh things in their collection that they uh you know somehow brings up to comes up to the surface and they start talking about so fascinating these guys are serious serious collectors and uh it's interesting to see what other people have who otherwise, uh, you know, and collections like My Little Pony that I don't really have any, mm. you know, um, knowledge of. And now all I want to do is go and buy My Little Pony. <laughs> so, could be dangerous for me. Well, <laughs> it, it is just Trenton amazing. Needs no encouragement. <laughs> yeah. You know, there's, there is a My Little Pony uh, convention. So you're really stuffed now. <laughs> <laughs> See you he there. Run, he yeah. runs it. That's... See you there, Teresa. Um, yeah, it sounds great. And yeah, look, Guillermo, they love his stuff. So. Yeah. Give it a give it a crack. Give the um the Vimo version a go. Yes, for, for like a couple of bucks. Yeah, uh, why not? Yeah, might yeah, as absolutely. Well. And yeah, his his work's fantastic. As we know, we're all supporters of him in this room. Um, you know, done some fantastic work with with Plastic Crack, and can't wait to dig deep into all of this. Super quickly before we segue, Trent, you made mention of the Invincible program yes. you'd been mm. watching. Hands up. Yes, I know it's an audio format. Who else has been watching the Invincible? <laughs> I have, but I didn't think I didn't know there was an episode last night. So I haven't yeah, seen drop Friday right the finale. Yeah, so because last week it I, last week it sort of finished off, and I'm like, oh, is that it? And there was no end credits. Oh wow! So I chose to watch Plastic Chats last right. night instead oh. of the uh, Invincible. So okay, okay. So, uh, please so do don't not spoil it. Episode much. eight is where Nolan and Mark have what I call the talk. Yep. Um, I was my my draw, my jaw hit the floor. I was. <laughs> Blown away. It was yeah. way better than the I haven't seen of any of it. I've heard you go. I, I sort of wanted to wait till it was all there because I get the feeling it's a bit like the, the Harley Quinn show where I'm just going, give me the next episode. Yeah, I want to watch oh, it definitely, definitely. We'll probably burn through it in one or two nights. Um, and yeah, I was sort of s- selling that to my wife. I go, 
think the Harley Quinn show, but think, you know, the the boys as well. Yes. Um, let's just... And she's like, all right, I'm down. Let's but, watch but, it. I haven't seen any of it just yet. But also think, you know, with Superman's powers, what he can do to a regular person. They <laughs> showcase that, you know, <laughs> to the extent that he just grabs an army man and throws him across the room. The army man hits the kitchen bench and just get, get, gets decapitated at the waist <laughs> and his body just the keeps flying. Just keeps going. And it's just... It's just you just all you can see is the big S on his chest, but not really. You know, it's obviously Omni Man. Yeah. And uh, honestly, I'm, I mean, I'm sorry that you've watched it out of sync, Trent. But I have to say, I've enjoyed Invincible more than um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, yeah. which is controversial. Okay. But I don't know. This Invincible is just something I haven't seen before. Uh, this I think Falcon and the Winter Soldier was very safe. And under the original plan, that was due to come out before WandaVision. Right. And I think yeah. WandaVision had everyone going, oh, this is a great mystery right. box ep- mystery box series. Whereas Falcon and the Winter Soldier was meant to be that initial sort of soft introduction from your movies to your television series. So yep. It's, yep. it's back to front. But you're right. I've been hearing crazy good things about yeah. Invincible. I mean, like to me, the voice cast. So, I mean... It's a good. St- it's Kirkman, right? Mm. Who's written the comic book? So it's a it's a quality story. It's very interesting. But then you layer the animation and the voice cast onto it, and I was hooked. Like this was a live action. Yes. Like these were real performances, yeah. which is insane mm. for a for like animation to do that to you. For, for basic where animation too. For, for basic you know, animation, yeah, yeah, where yeah. they're actually pulling at your heartstrings and yeah. you're invested in the characters. Got Mark Hamill is in there. Obviously, um, J.K. Simmons, J- J. K. Simmons oh, as Omni Man. He's so good. So good. Um, <laughs> even the 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 wife um, is from Killing Sandra Eve. O. Sandra yeah. O. Yeah. Like it's and, and you go. It goes like even the minor characters. Who's the guy from Hamilton that plays King, the King? Like Cecil. Cecil. Yeah, there's there's no yeah. no. I'm thinking of a different guy, but um, he's oh, Walter Goggins for Cecil. Like just the the voice cast for minor roles. Like Mark Hamill just plays like. I'm like, which one's he doing? He's just like the, the guy that makes the, the the uniforms for the characters. <laughs> yes, yes, and like, right, yeah. he's friends with Omni Man. He's friends with the wife and stuff. So he's he's got a role. But it's like Mark Hamill's playing like really a, a second tier character sure. in this thing. So that is the quality of mm. the performances. And yeah, for me, Friday night would come, and it was no question. Like I watched, I think I watched one episode of Falcon Wind Soldier. I'm like, I'll catch that later. Mm. It's invincible. Every drop on Fridays. Yeah, there. Yeah, yep. cool. Yeah. Anyway, the good news here is that Amazon and Kirkman have announced season two and season three are a go. Yeah, yeah. wicked. Yep. Which is fantastic. So, so exciting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. That is good news. All right, we're moving on now to our latest topic, which is a quick look at the Adelaide Comic and Toy Fair, which is the seventh year of this event, put on by Brett Owen and his wife, Sarah. Really, really fantastic event. The big news this year. I don't. I don't think it's his wife. Yeah. Oh, his no, partner. His partner. Yes. partner Sarah. His partner Sarah. Sorry. Presumptuous. Sorry, Brett. If I if I've um, kindled something Sarah there that uh, someone someone wants a ring. I don't know. I don't, I don't know, know the backstory. I don't know. I don't, don't want to get involved. The tenth year is going to be huge. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> Let's just say I'm glad I'm not editing this episode. All right. No, that's okay. Brett. Brett, Brett is a listener. So, look, it's held. Uh, usually on the well, it was held on the Monday public holiday here on April 26, and the big news was the St Clair venue, mm-hmm. which was amazing, huge venue, brand new venue, 
Really good facilities. I mean, you this could have the... tables on the middle of the court. Imagine yeah, you could have like... tables on your court. <laughs> Fantastic. I don't know. Uh, yeah, but look. Anyway, that's that's a whole story for Brent to talk about. <laughs> which apparently, he has talked there's, about. there was another court that he was thinking of maybe opening up for next year to yeah. bring back the uh, Harry Potter oh, Quidditch, Quidditch team. Quidditch yeah. team. Yeah. Now, I don't want to. You know, I don't. Hopefully, I haven't minced his words and things, <laughs> but. There is another option to go even yeah. bigger. It's so, like eight courts all in up. All yeah. Seven or eight, yeah. Seven it's or eight quite, basketball it, it, It's a massive Huge. venue and, and a wonderful venue. It's where we'll actually be hosting Brickspo mm-hmm. in about eight weeks, which is the big Adelaide Lego convention nice. of, of models. Um, same venue, so we're very happy. We sort of, the Brickspo team was there. I'm on the committee, but the Brickspo team was there checking it out. Uh, they had a display. So you could come and check out some Lego models. Which, which I thought was so cool. I just yeah. love that aspect. I loved uh, Deadpool. We saw a character uh, dress Cosplay, up yep. and walk in and uh, in Deadpool and things. And he got my, my kids were there just uh, popping by. And he's like, oh, do you want a photo? And yeah, cool. Gives them both cap guns and says, point them on my head. <laughs> Mum, take the photo. And I'm just like, Jesus oh, Christ. Oh, whatever. Does this make Deadpool? us bad parents? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was so, great seeing little kids going up and just saying, hello, Deadpool. You're not thinking... It's an R-rated comic book. It's an R-rated. <laughs> yeah. Although, they I all mean, know him by Ro- name. Robbie was watching Spider-Man today and Deadpool was in it. Yep. So, you know, he, I mean, shows up. he, he yeah. is kid-friendly as yeah, well. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, so, absolutely fantastic event. I think it was a huge plus. Yeah, as you said, the Bricks Bow, uh, you know, on offer. That was wicked. Artist Alley was dead centre of the hall. I thought that was a brilliant mm. decision. You don't want it purposely, off to the side. No, do you, you don't want yeah. it off. To, you purposely put there so they get a lot more foot traffic and potential more, uh, you know, exposure, exposure and things. Yeah, fantastic. And a couple of guys down tables from us was a couple of custom dioramas, which just blew my freaking mind. That, that little so old good. Adelaide had custom display models that were world-class. Uh, well, you well, you're talking about like Castle Grayscale, yes, so, yeah. lights and sounds, yep. and opening drawbridge. Yep, not just one, but two yeah. different Castle Grayscales. Yeah. And a Snake Mountain that some people were asking, is that the new Super <laughs> yeah, 7? <that's> right. <laughs> yeah, that's Yeah, they were. Because it was so built up yeah. and uh, so crazy. And they had and cool. like, like moss effects and actual yep. like yeah. sort of tufts of grass. and yeah. so You could see, you just go... Make the movie like that. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. Perfect. And they were all for sale, but of course uh, they were quite expensive mm. and thus uh, didn't uh, go. But what a draw card and mm. things. Exactly. What a talking point and things. And he also had some little Predator sort of uh, Necker Predator dioramas yes. where they were running through sort of empty parking lots and, you know, very uh, dilapidated uh, building structures and things in the background, which looked super cool. Uh, Darren, so you were unfortunately only able to, um, you know, pass through real quick after work. I literally passed through. On what the was way your home. impressions? I of loved it. The um, flyby. I, I thought it was fantastic the way it was all put together. Love the the space, massive and really, really, really um, responsible too. I thought to have it in such a big venue with COVID and that it gave people the option to to be to breathe you really could couldn't you you really yeah and that you know not that i think there's a great deal of community trans trans um mission going on right now but just for people that still a little bit nervous um just i think could be very reassuring for some people um i also think you know there's other things going around that you don't want to catch either so so i think that that was really cool the community vibe um that brett and sarah always are able to tap into is second to none and that was there again um tenfold from what it normally is. I think it was the excitement of the new venue as well. Mm-hmm. And that it was just fantastic, the kinds of conversations you could have. 
when Ben says I was passing through, I literally had done the night shift and not slept and was passing through on my way home before I went home to sleep. <laughs> before you before passed I went, out. Yeah, exactly. Before I passed out. I found out. him in the gutter about, yeah. you know, <laughs> Toys, yay! <laughs> sleep now. But, um, but yeah, no, look, um, it was well worth my time. Even though I had to go and do another night shift that, that night after, it was well worth it. The toys were fantastic as well, but there's something about this community and why it comes together. And, and I think, because I missed the last one because I was working during the day and couldn't get there, it felt extra special going to this one. And I may not have been there all day, but quality over quantity, it felt wonderful. Mm. Excellent. And yeah. it felt wonderful to, to see you three trading as well and, and building up not only your sales, but your conversations and interacting with with the community. It was wonderful. And, you know, Scott was there as well, mm. um, selling mm. some stuff and helping out. And, and the scores were phenomenal. You know, I may not have been there all day, but, I, you know... You know, I, I bought some great stuff. Cool, yeah, we well, might save that to yeah, the end. Agreed. But yeah, as uh, Darren said, Scott, you were um, part of our group. We, uh, Frank and Trent and myself were selling and you uh, jumped on to a, a table with us in our little, um, mm-hmm. yep. you know, area of the uh, venue. How was your, uh, you know, how was your sales and things like, you know, first time selling at an yeah. event like this, so to speak? First time, pop yeah, the cherry. absolutely. Pop my cherry. <laughs> <laughs> Look, what a wonderful experience that it really was. That obviously happened when I wasn't there, just <laughs> to clear that up. <laughs> and look, it's my pleasure to have been able to spend my time with you guys throughout the day because I get a, a bigger pool of customers coming <laughs> because of your star power. That's a, that's a big help. But I, I helped out with the, the set out on the Sunday and that's good fun to get down there with Brett and Sarah and, and their crew and we get all the tables out and get an idea of where we're going to be positioned and it gives me a chance to corner Brett and sort of say, can we have another table? <laughs> that was you. Can we have another Fantastic. table? That yeah, explains I it. it. I yeah. love and it. As, as we set up on the Monday morning, prior to the fair beginning, I spy another table <laughs> and it's like, Brett, what do you reckon? Can you see how much stuff Trent is bringing in? Yeah. We ended up with three extra tables. That was very we, cool. We filled up yeah. and... We had a lot of merch. Insane. I had my own single table. I cleared out uh, some of the bigger items I had that have been sitting around for years, things that I had you know, that I've fallen out of love with. And as you do, with money that comes in at a toy fair, you find a way to spend <laughs> said money at the toy fair. Absolutely. I love the way it circulates. It's all it like is. Like yeah. It goes back around. Economy. I like to call it a trade day. Really, what you get. Yep. Yeah, it's That's a trade. It's just tra- we just 100%. use currency. But we really want to come out with toys at the end. Yes, yeah, right. and and to the point about the tables, you're right. I I'd booked one table under my name, and then got there, and I was like, oh, you've got like you know nearly two tables, and you're sharing with Scotty, and then I see Trent, who's got like <laughs> that four tables down the end. And and what happens at a day like this? It's a long day, you know. People like Ben would say, hey, I'm going to the loo. Can you just you know look after my table? And and Scotty like I've got to go stretch your legs. Trent would be off talking with his Lego Masters people. And at one point, I look down and I'm like, I'm responsible for about 10 tables here. There's people down the far corner at Trent's table. And then someone at Ben's table wanted to buy something. And it was okay because everything's all labeled. You know, this is the price, la la. Um, But I'm just running backwards and forwards at one point. And it's just like, that's what we do. We help each other out. And it was was a massive, great day. Definitely. So... uh Trent, as yeah, Frank just said, you had a lot of your Lego Masters characters uh, come through, the uh, other contestants and things from uh, last year and current year. 
how was that catching up? Did you know they were going to be there and things? Like I'd heard. Well, no, I'd heard yeah. a rumor that the season three guys were going to be there, Atlanta and Jeff, and they popped up. And they're not, you know, necessarily. They're, they're like us. They're, I think, big into D and D. Atlanta's a. Um, I'll get this wrong. I always get it wrong. I think she's Twitch. She's like mm-hmm. a Twitch, Twitch gamer, gamer yeah. right? So they're, and and she's actually her job. She's a um, what do they call it? Like she sells die dice basically, dice, dice but it's like the elite yeah. dice, like wow. prestigious dice, precious metals, and this sort of thing. So that's her job, right? Hmm. So they she like they they're pretty cool kind of guys, and I think they fit nicely into the the toy space and pop culture that sort of thing. So that was cool that they kind of came through. I think Jody said, "Oh, there's going to be a Brickspo exhibit. Come through, hang out." And then summer as well. So summer mm-hmm. from season from our season, season two came through. Josh was there. We had our Vickers Vimy replica on display, which is a, a World War One bomber that was converted into a plane that went from uh, Britain to Australia. Uh, in I think, and they like that was in the late I think uh, ni- 1919, mm. something like that. And they say for 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 aircraft, it was like the equivalent of landing man on the moon, kind of like that that journey. Yeah, Yeah. and I think they stopped along the way and so forth. But we built that as a replica, so that was there. But that was really cool. Like, what what happens at these events is you're sitting behind a table, and kids come and go that have watched Lego Master probably liked it. Like, why is why is Trent got a ponytail? Why does that guy (laughs) that looks kind of like Trent, but 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 with long hair, sort of thing? But when you're there with like seven other Lego Masters, it's kind of undeniable that you know and then there's photographs going on and people are like okay who is that oh it's it's those guys you get a lot more mm. interactions and that's really cool because you know there's there's guys there's kids there with their shirts getting signed and it wasn't just kids it. from what i saw <laughs> yeah, a, lot of, a lot of adults were sort of but, you know fanning out 100 <laughs> percent. but my favorite moment was uh this guy's come up to us and um, probably in his 50s you know goes oh trent I'm your biggest fan. Love your work. Oh, Josh is there. Oh, you guys are my favorite team. Hey, mate, can you take a photo of us? Pointing to Jeff from season three. <laughs> hands in the camera and and not not a single acknowledgement and, and gets a photo with us. And it, and it's just got like, just moments like that that are just hilarious. <laughs> and and I think we're just like, Jeff, take a selfie of yourself. Yeah. So he, he with the camera just took a quick selfie. Yeah, maybe maybe you'll recognise that later on. The old old fella's going to go back. Yeah. Who's this weirdo on my camera? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Oh, that was great. And Frank, what did you have to uh, say about the show? Oh, look, fantastic. I, I was a little bit worried leading into it that I wouldn't perhaps do as well uh, financially uh, going into it. I I felt a little bit disorganised, and I, I've spoken a couple of times where I I deliberately taken days off of work leading up to it so I can get myself organised, go through all the tubs. Uh, unfortunately, I had a bit of sickness go through my house with my wife and my son, so I was uh, mightily distracted for, for large parts of it. And to be honest, on the day, I wasn't feeling it. I didn't get to set up on the Sunday night like some of the guys. I sort of felt a bit rushed on the Monday, but it was a fantastic day, to be honest. And, you know, helped by these guys, you know, Scotty brought in, you know, an esky and some snacks and all sorts of stuff. Uh, Leanne, Trent's wife, was lovely enough to go off and get us lunch. That so was super cool. That was yeah, amazing. That was awesome. yep. um, so, yeah, so it was a real good community vibe. Look, I, I didn't get around much to many tables. I, I stopped in to see my, my mate Rick, who is uh, the Marvel Legends guy in Adelaide, pretty much. I had a good chat with him and caught up with Sam Cripps and, and the likes. Um, but it was just too big a venue. Like, I could have gotten lost for, for 40 minutes to an hour 
to visit all the tables and in the end there was this little voice in the back of my head going you need to get back to your table you can't yeah. leave you can't yeah. leave that for so long that's the problem with selling I fear correct you know it's a trade off between selling and absorbing that thing well that, yeah. for me having the Sunday set up mm, makes you, you get a bit of a look around you get to chat Osti was there you yeah. know you get a bit of a chat and then if you do arrive, we, I mean, we were there an hour and a half before it opened on the day. And, and so you were you were spending that time rushing to obviously set up and yep. get organized, get your head in the game. And I had a bit of pricing still to do. But once I'd sort of done that, I got to have a bit of a look around, a bit of a yeah. chat. And I reckon that if you can do that, it makes selling worthwhile because yep. you're in early and you you're can sneak early, around. Early bird, early bird gets the worm. <laughs> the only sort of thing I'll say to that, though, is when all the poor guys are lining up, the um, you know cu- uh, customers yeah. or the public are lining yeah. up, it's nothing but glass windows. <laughs> so they're seeing all they the vendors see. running around, zipping yeah. around, carrying... I'll walk off with yeah, this. Yeah. Yeah, doing the so, dance. You know, they're, they're well, seeing potential sales being missed. Year. They're <laughs> seeing the rewards that they thought they were getting for being first in line. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's disappearing before their eyes. <laughs> yeah, for, yeah, for me, uh, I, I sort of mimic your... Uh, thing with disorganization like leading up to the event i'm like yeah cool well i'll be right and i didn't have as much as i've had previous years because i'm sort of not buying to sell anymore i'm just Mm. buying what i want squaring in my collection that's it and i've i've sort of hit that peak of like everything i've got now i want to keep i don't want to move any uh lines just yet so i went deeper into some of my tubs and things that i haven't been through for many many years and uh time just got the, work, the best of me sort of thing. So fortunately things were going well at work and I just put my hand up and I said, I need a day off. Mm. And so I took the Thursday off, which was a godsend and I got everything done because I knew my weekend was uh, jam-packed with family stuff. Uh, so that worked out really well for me and I was totally ready for the event itself. But this week I have been jonesing for the weekend because mm. I've just, I have not uh, had a come down since Monday. I went so hard Sunday and then Monday itself and then I've just Straight been super busy at work and things. So uh, it's fantastic to have this weekend off. I think I think next year I'm going to try and take the the um, Friday off and the Tuesday off or something, just so I can get my you know self together, so yeah. to speak. Yeah, and and for me, like you know, I was just I I did do a bit of a run around and things, but I didn't go through my you know the bins and things of the tables like i usually do i didn't mm. feel i had time and because i was manning so many tables like yourself mm. and steve ready shout out yeah, to steve he was, he was our neighbor well. uh, uh, to us it was fantastic he trusted me i trusted him so i was able to leave the table and he was able to leave his table to me quite a few times throughout the day so that was just a great relationship we had right around it helps circ- when you know us. people and we all yeah. know steve ready know what a fantastic yeah. guy he is mm. Uh, I have a question for each of you. Are you all planning to sell at the next one? I will be. Um, I've got a lot of stuff to clear. Yep. And I found if you price things right, they do move. Yep. So, whoa, that was weird. We just You got a massive ant on you. Wow, okay. That was on your microphone. Wow, that, was that is bizarre. weird. Okay, there you go. It was an enchant. It's over near the vintage Technodrome now. <laughs> so, oh, well, he can go live in there then. Yeah. <laughs> Um, he might mutate. Yeah, <laughs> I've got so much stuff to clear, and I love being I love being in there early. I love the atmosphere. If you're organised, mm. I think it's it's great. I feel like 
this is the thing for me. I'll, I'll try and explain this really quickly and concisely. But with a young family, I mean, they, they, you know, you'll know this, Frank. You've, you've got a, basically a one-year-old, right? Taking a day off is massive. And this is how yeah. I always felt. When I would go to these events, I'd feel so guilty. And, and if, if Lee, I'd be like, oh, look, I'll just go quickly. Like, I'll just go for, for, for an hour. Mm. I'll be back. And you, you can't be there for an hour, right? No, that's right. Whereas now that my kids are a bit older... And Leanne wants me to sell stuff. And then I go, look, I'm selling lots of stuff. She's like, good on you. Yeah. She brings the kids. They come. They have about... Like, I had Callum there yeah, all morning. He was, he was, he was, he was there well helping, behaved. right? He, he did really well. For, for a kid that was yep. there for like six hours. Mm. And so I don't feel guilty anymore. So I feel like I can just enjoy it. And I'm clearing stuff off. So, so yep. selling for me actually gives me like brownie points, yeah, kind of right. And it like, creates a freedom for you. Creates a freedom for me. Now, I, I feel part of your experience, Frank, may have been, you know, you, you'd had the sickness go through. Yep. Ali's, Ali's with Jack. You know, yep. it's, you're, you're gone for a full day, pack up. Like, it's a big commitment. Mm. But if, if, yeah, once you kind of pass that, I think it's, it's a great event to sell at. Yep. I'm, I reckon I've got a, one table left in me, mm. uh, but I don't have much. Yeah. You know, I, I could maybe pull some video games that are just literally collecting dust because I'm not, you're not, using, not doing the gaming yeah. thing anymore. Yeah. And I literally saw how well your game sold. That was <laughs> the first thing I saw. I had, I yeah. had a, you think the old uh, cardboard boxes you get like a, a, a pallet of fruit in, you know, full banana of boxes. Banana boxes, yep. that's the one. Full of Xbox games. First thing before the doors of you open, some guy who, you know, is into games, he looks and goes, I'll make you an offer for the whole lot. I'm like, really? And cool, done. Annoyingly, I had a screen there. <laughs> Because I, I had an Xbox and I figured you know, it's the sort of thing people go, you know, proof of life. They want to make sure the game works and stuff. So I had a screen. I was going to plug it in. Didn't need to plug it in because all I had was a, an Xbox with nothing, no games to put in it because I sold the lot in one go. Oh, you sold it as a lot? Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah, it was a wow. great way to start the day. Wow. <laughs> and so you had you're... music. You had the four oh, that was so music good. and yeah. that sort of made the beats. Kept, kept yeah. the day going. That was, you know, and they were all good, like to your choice in music, my friend. <laughs> Everything was A grade. Yep. Fantastic. Yep. So you'll be selling again, Frank, in the next um, one? See, I'm a bit like Ben. I think I'm close, close to tapped to out. Closing out, I, yeah. I mean, to put it this way, when I started selling my quite extensive Transformers collection, I reckon I had about five to six tubs of varying sizes but quite quite large ones i'm down to one tub now okay yeah. and yeah. that was the bulk of what i was selling and 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 it all kind of went i had you know the i could pick the transformers guys who i've seen at the last sort of you know couple of these events and they come over and they bought stuff but nowhere near as much as as previous years and i kind of feel that's that's largely tapped it's out been picked it's yeah. been picked through and look i've probably got about maybe three tubs worth of stuff that i could sell and i'm at the point where i just go do you know what? I feel like they're Jack's toys at this point. Yeah, like he's, yeah. They're the ones that I don't care if you break them because obviously nobody else wants them. They're not terribly yeah. expensive, all that sort of thing. So, so will you go? Um, if I'll definitely some, go, yeah. but I, I probably, unless something crazy like I decide, nut I'm out of Marvel Legends and, and that's yeah. up for sale, then I'll probably probably just go Seems as a seller. unlikely right now. Pretty unlikely, I'd say, but you know, time is a funny thing. So That's true. And Scott, what are you thinking? Yeah, yeah. mate. Where, how'd you go? Look, I, I did all right. For me, it's the, the cell is an experience, and I really, really enjoyed it. And I do have, like you guys, a little bit left. I could probably do another table next time through. Mm. But for me, the day is the friendship, the camaraderie. Yeah. Meet and greet different people that I haven't met before, old friends. I get to hang out with you guys. It's That's what I go for. That's what I get. It, it even tops the toys for the most part because if you think about it, most yeah. of those toys you can jump online and buy, yeah. but you'll never get that experience with 
massive room full of like-minded people who love Correct. love this stuff just as much as we do and, and feel just as passionate about their franchise, their characters, their stories, their toys. 100%. Mm. Good one. All right, we're going to wrap this episode, but thank you very what, much. What about later scores? I think oh, that's oh, impre- okay. important. <laughs> quick quick later scores. Sorry, Ben. No, that's all right. I know you were, you've been hanging out. I, I, no, no, I'll, you, I'll you, leave you were about to explode me? with your oh, purchase, I've got to tell someone. Oh, uh, we'll start with me. Okay. I'll be pretty quick. I pretty much didn't buy a lot at the fair. I was trying to be very good. I was focused on uh, getting this uh, my blessed uh, Super 7 Wave 1 Turtles that I missed out for reasons we won't go into. And, I, and every time I looked at something on the table, I was like, do I want that more than these Wave 1 figures? No, I'm going to leave it. Even to the point where I didn't buy a thing from Rick, which I think he was a little bit surprised when I just sort of, you know, made my way uh, off empty-handed. But I did get some sort of pre-sale things that we'd agreed to with Trent. Trent was able to help me out with one of the foot soldiers from the Wave 1 stuff. Uh, and, of course, Scotty was good enough to get us the uh, Ninja War figure yes. from Master Universe Origins. So I didn't come away totally empty-handed. But, uh, yeah, I was uh, I was a good boy overall. Scotty, how'd you go, mate? What'd you get? What'd you come home with? For me, this was all about Toy Biz pre-Marvel Legends. You did really so well on that, that front. That run of gear from the early '90s. I, from Aussie, I picked up probably my favourite score of the day, which is the Fantastic Four: The Things Sky Cycle. And much to my excitement, when I got home and started to have a look at it, it is absolutely crisp, mint in box. It's nice. never been opened yeah, before. Now. And I was wild. super, super excited yeah. when I when I discovered that. A quick shout out as well to I think it's Greg from Toys A Go. Yep. yep. Yes. Greg Horner. Yep. Greg Horner. Yes. Yep. He chased me across the uh, <laughs> to the fair to our table when he heard I was looking for some uh, carded figures, and we struck a good deal. So I've got some. Really good quality carded figures of primary figures from the X Men range. So I was oh, super nice. happy to get cool. those. Yep, Toy Biz. Awesome. Toy Biz. How good? Yeah, yeah. yeah very cool. cool. Darren. So I bought some Master Universe Origins um, figures, um, Stratos and Ninja from good friend Scott next to me. A whole heap of Star Wars Black Series filled some gaps the last couple of waves that I uh, didn't have, and a few other things, a uh, few exclusives, that sort of thing. So um, feeling nice and caught up on that. At the moment, for the next five seconds before something <laughs> else drops. Something else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for me, a ninja from Scotty and as well a freebie thrown in uh, of Uno cards, oh, yes, which was fantastic. The Uno, yeah, yeah, Uno yeah. cards, but Master of the Universe, universe. with the Norm kind mm-hmm. of artwork. Box art. So I love Uno so much. Play it with the kids. What better game than that? So thank you very much, Scott, Wait, for you that. You opened it and used it? <laughs> I haven't yet, but I will. <laughs> um, from Ben, massive thank you to Ben here who... Um, as a thank you for, for doing the custom T-Rex, threw me a Casey Jones and Raph in the trench coat nice. from NECA, nice. which I did have, but the second one to crack open and put in the display because my boy Casey couldn't couldn't do without that. So that was a massive for me. And then a um, couple of the vintage Star Wars figures. I got an Ugnaught with the apron and the case and a, a Princess Leia from Bespin with the vinyl um, and a few bits and bobs from, from vintage Kenner Star Wars which was super cool. So, yeah, I was super, super happy with that. Like I said to these guys, you know, in light of the T-Stop, Star Wars figures basically have zero atomic mass. They're so small. <laughs> three and three-quarter inch, they, they barely make a dent. I can buy those all day long. They're nice. the exact opposite to Unicron or a tank now. <laughs> yeah, there's two Unicrons that I've got sitting in my house. Well. Which have great mass. <laughs> well, aside from the custum uh Grey Skull and the custom Snake Mountain and all that jazz. 
One thing I spotted the very start of the day was a boxed vintage Castle Grayscale, like legit vintage Castle Grayscale was inside, complete, you know, all that sort of stuff. And he was only like two two tables down from me in a uh, sort of area. And I just stared at that the whole day, right? <laughs> and uh, I asked him at the start of the show how much, and he gave me the price. And I'm like, mm, that's reasonable. Yep, yep. Uh, that's a lot. Still a lot of money, as mm. as you know, yeah. very fair to ask that amount of money for a boxed uh, open Castle Grayskull. And then at one point, about lunchtime or something, I just you know happened to look up and it's gone. I'm like, part of me is like, oh, thank Christ, it's gone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now I don't need to. Uh, now I need don't need to worry about yeah, buying yeah. it, you know, or <laughs> giving him an offer. But the other part of me, like, damn it, I uh-huh. missed out. And then I realised he'd he'd sold one of his Star Wars uh, vehicles or whatever and moved it from behind the table to on the table. And I'm like, damn it, it's still there. <laughs> uh, so anyway, anyway, before we get to the end of that story. I picked up uh, from Steve Reddy a, Bat- a Michael Keaton Batmobile. A, uh, I think I believe it's Toy Biz, Toy Biz the one the without Biz, the, yeah. um, the canopy and things yeah. with a uh, Batman inside it. That was awesome. I picked up a couple of Terminator, the T-1000 figures, Kenner, and uh, a kick-ass looking Arnie Terminator um, figure with his shades and stuff. Uh, thank you for the Uno cards, Scott, and uh, you got Battle Ram and Origins uh, Ninja, which is super, super duper cool. I got the uh, Man Bat from Malcolm. Yeah, uh, yeah the animated yeah. series one. Animated yes. series. Yep. I'm a bit, bit of a so. fan of Man Bat. I really, really like him. And he had a um, decent price. And, kept, and the went, animated series one is really cool. 100%. Yeah, and so I, cool. I went over to his table a few times. And towards the end of the day, it's like, oh, it's still there. And he knocked 20 <laughs> bucks off it. So I grabbed it. It was pretty cool. Uh, from Osti, I bought the Mutations uh, Foot Soldier. Yes. It's like the only so other cool. variant so cool. of the Foot Soldier. It was opened, but it was uh, from Japan. It was, it's you know, Japanese it was, release. Yeah, Japanese yeah. run. Never, I don't think it had ever been taken out of the packet. It was super cool. I bought a, a bag of uh, guns, Generation 1 Transformer guns from uh, Sam Cripps. And because I, I saw like uh, one of the Stunticon weapons, a mm. tiny little vacuum fodder purple gun. And it's like $5. And I'm like, oh, I need that. Five dollars for the gun or whatever, and he's like, "No, nah, five dollars for the whole oh, bag." Wow. Oh, jeez! And, and I'm like, "Sammy, well, you're losing know, money. Done, sold." <laughs> uh, Will, your mate Will, yep. uh, the yep. um, dr- he's a drummer, I think, or whatever, in the big Dino Riders collector. Will K, yeah, yeah, cool yeah. Guy, ca- yeah. Came up to me, ga- gave me a big, good old handshake, <laughs> and it was like, a, like you know, passing some drugs over uh, <laughs> in in my hand after we'd done the handshake deal, innocent handshake deal. <laughs> In my hand was Rubberneck uh, Giraffe. <laughs> yes. uh, I saw him and he's like, I've got to give this to Ben. Yeah, That's no. classic. Yeah. Uh, classic. So that was, a t- I, I, you know, yeah. So that was just. So no one got arrested in Britain. No, so it, was, okay. it was all above board. Really it was, it was all, all fun. Yeah. So yeah. that was an awesome little, uh, you know, under the table deal. So yeah, what are they? Wind, fire, wood and ice. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. Got to be careful. Wow. Uh, so anyway, circling back to the grey skull, right? So. Uh, it's pack-up time. It's hit 3.30, end of the show, mm. Castle Grayscale. Well, it might have been 20 past three, you know. <laughs> Castle Grayscale sitting, still sitting on the table, two, two things up. Walked over to him and I just said, right. Like, looked at my wallet. Yep, made, made a decent amount of um, cash. I said, how much cash right now for me to take that home and you not to take it, you know, <laughs> to your back to your car scenario, you know, so he doesn't have to pack it up. And without hesitation, looked me in the eye and took $200 Woof. off Whoa. the price. And I'm like, done. 
done deal. Sold. And yeah. The, yeah. the and he's like, wow. oh, he started to take it out, and he's like, oh, here's the weapons. He's, I'm like, man, just leave it in leave there. It in. <laughs> Don't leave take it, it in out. there. I need to pack up my own stuff. You've got it nicely housed and that. And the cool thing was. As soon as I looked at it, uh, at the other side of it and things, made in Australia. It's yeah. one of the oh, Castle Grayskulls nice. made That's in cool. Australia, printed in, you know, manufactured in Melbourne and things. Beautiful. So it, it just sort of, you know, makes it that much cooler. Absolutely. And the box is in beautiful condition. Little uh, sort of slight rub on the front, but then there's a bit of a tape seal. Mm. And the only, probably the only two um, diminishing points. All the sides of the box are crystal, you know, like real square and stuff like that. No tears or anything. Only one side's been open. Um, I haven't opened the whole thing up to check it and that yet. That's a job for another day. But I might just sit on it for a few years and then, um, yeah, make Why my not? money back uh, for a um, the castle and keep the box forever because nice. that image I've been chasing for, yeah. for years. Good on uh, you. So Beautiful Fantastic. Image. Just I wanted to give a shout out to someone who's not here, and that's Davey Damage. I know a lot of people have been wondering, hoping he'd one day find one. The good news is, at um, Brett Sincero's comic and toy fair, he managed to find a VHS copy of the oh, 1990. Finally, oh, he's film. finally got one. He's yeah. finally got one. And he's filled a much filled a much needed gap. Yeah, <laughs> and he's closed that gap. And and also shout out to everyone that came past the table and said, "Big fan of your show. Listen to it yeah. every week. You're my morning." Monday morning commute, or I I believe it's Demi Gordon. I didn't quite get his name. I follow him on Instagram. We had a really solid chat about Dino Riders, and he's a big fan of the show. And he showed me some of his collection picks and things, and you know, asked me all the things about having a table because he's not just recently got nice cabinets and realized, oh "Oh, crap, I've got too much collection versus what I can actually physically display and stuff. So, true legend. He's such a cool guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was chatting and, and, um, I think I'd bought uh, like a Toxic Crusader at one of these. It might have been Megatoy or one of the yep, other ones. Yep. And he's like, he was just standing over there and he looked at me and he goes, are you from Toy Power? Because I, <laughs> I was talking, he heard the voice. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we got we got chatting. He's a super cool guy. He came yes, up, said, yes. hey, but yeah, that's that's what this event is all yeah, about, are those sort of conversations. Yeah, he yeah, showed me those new is. cabinets he'd bought. Yeah, Fan- like, fantastic. Um, stuff to see those guys yep, that we don't yep. we don't hang out with heaps. Mm, that's um, right, which is really cool. The conversations were were phenomenal, and and people sort of thanking us for the show is just you know so humbling. You know, I think you know we owe them all that of thanks for listening. You yep. know, um, it's so amazing that that people do listen, and and incredibly humbling that they actually care enough to talk to us about it when they see us out. Yeah, definitely. So, and just awesome to see the local Adelaide community at its best. So, so true. Yeah. Good one. All right. Well, that wraps this episode of Toy Power. Big thank you for your help on the day, Scott, because yeah, you man. did help out. Price some Star Wars figures up for me as well. My mate Wayne, who was selling them. Thank you for the day and thank you for coming on Toy Power tonight. The pleasure was all yours, gentlemen. I'll be here anytime you need. <laughs> and to all our patrons, massive thank you for all the chatter on the Discord and your support. And to all our listeners for tuning in to another episode of Toy Power. We thank you and hope you keep well and see you around the toy aisles. And until next time, good journey. You can find the Toy Power team at all the usual online places. Facebook.com slash Toy Power Podcast at Toy Power Podcast on both Twitter and Instagram or have your say and email us toypowerpodcast at gmail.com subscribe to the show on both iTunes and Stitcher and please leave us a review otherwise we just assume we're awesome we are a proud member of the Giant Size Team Up Network check out all the awesome shows on this awesome network full of okay people want to learn more go to giantsizeteamup.com where you can find us and 
a whole lot more awesome shows. Well, they're not more awesome than us, but they're... Yeah. <laughs>